This is the Actionable UX Podcast, where we provide research-backed insights you can use right now to start building world-class product experiences. This segment is called Must Reads. In each of these episodes, I'll be sharing a new resource with you that I'm confident will take your UX skills to the next level. I'll share my top insights from each book and how it will help you build products more effectively. To be clear, each book contains so much more to learn than what I can present in 15 minutes, so I strongly suggest you get a copy for yourself in order to benefit from everything that they have to offer. This episode, we're talking about articulating design decisions, communicate with stakeholders, keep your sanity, and deliver the best user experience by Tom Griever. The insights I'll be highlighting today are focused around mastering communication and collaboration with your stakeholders so that you can earn trust, confidence, and alignment toward your design decisions. With that, let's get started. If you're a fellow product designer, I don't intend to discount your expertise with this statement, but the truth of the matter is everyone is a designer. PMs, engineers, design leaders, marketing team members, you name it, you are all designers. What does it mean to be a designer? Contrary to popular belief, it is not primarily about making things look pretty. A designer is a problem solver. As various forms of designers, we seek to understand a user's problem, iterate on solutions, then build the one that solves the problem best within our given constraints. We all have stakeholders to whom we need to explain why we made the decisions that led us to our suggested solutions. Being able to effectively communicate with and persuade your team members is essential to your success. Tom Griever has written what is essentially a masterclass in how to prepare your proposed solutions, present them, and gain alignment with your team members. Although Griever wrote this book from the perspective of a product designer, I am confident that regardless of your role, it will change the way you collaborate with your team to build the best user experience possible. This book is filled to the brim with insights around how to be a great communicator with regard to UX design, how to measure the quality of an experience, and how to empathize with your stakeholders. You'll learn how to be an effective listener, formulate your message, how to best communicate it, and how to foster alignment. Griever also includes numerous tools and examples for how to approach each of these steps for becoming a product building guru. One of my favorite opening quotes paraphrased from the book is as follows, quote, Let me be very clear, this is not about an us versus them mentality. It is about creating trust, demonstrating effectiveness, and doing so in a way that's compelling and convincing. End quote. I love this quote because it hits on what the true intentions of all of our roles should be. We are all sharing our various knowledge, expertise, and perspectives to create the best experience that we can within our given constraints. Building great product is as much about your hard skills as it is about being a good partner and collaborator, someone that your team wants to work with. If you want to be great, it's essential to have both. This book has three main sections. Section 1 explains why communication is so critical to your product building effectiveness. Section 2 helps you build a layout for your meetings with stakeholders. And Section 3 is a single chapter for executives to learn how to work well with product designers. Let's get into some key learnings that you can start applying today. Reaver emphasizes that the key quality separating high-performance product builders from low-performing ones is not how innovative their solutions are, but how well that they can communicate their work in a way that convinces others of their knowledge and skill. He continues to discuss that it's not always the best ideas that win. The person who can convince others that their idea is the right one is often the one who ends up receiving support from their team. 
So how do we go about doing that? The answer starts with understanding what makes up a successful design solution. Reaver lists three qualities that every successful design must have. It must solve a problem, it must be easy for users, and it must attain support from all of your stakeholders. These might seem obvious, but it's really worth taking a second look at these things and making sure that your design solutions fulfill all three. The third one is usually the hardest to achieve, but you can get support quickly by knowing what matters to each person involved. What does each team member value? For example, product designers are most concerned with building the most intuitive product we can for users. When working through solutions, many product designers are less focused on resource or technical constraints, although good product designers will be collaborating with their PMs and engineers throughout the design process to make sure that these constraints are taken into account. If you're sharing a solution with a designer, the best way to attain alignment from us is to discuss how your solution creates the best user experience within our constraints. This is what we value most in a proposed solution. Ask yourself, what does your manager value? Most managers have limited time, care about how designs impact revenue growth, and that we're solving real problems. So how should you approach communicating with them? Keep your message concise, share how your solution increases revenue, describe how your solution solves the problem. They don't have time for the details, so don't show everything up front. However, it's important to have the details ready for when your manager asks follow-up questions. How about your PMs? PMs often care about meeting the goals of the business, maximizing resources to build features according to a specific timeline, and how each design fits within the broader scope of the product. With that being the case, you can focus on how your design will impact your team's success metrics and KPIs, what you're doing to reduce engineering effort, and how they will fit in the overall product vision. What about engineers? Engineers want to build something once, in the most efficient and maintainable way possible. Other team members often ask them to build things without having a clear understanding of how much technical work it's going to require. So when presenting your solutions to engineers, you want to show that you've already considered all of the possible use cases and edge cases, how your design utilizes existing patterns, and how it's going to reduce their need to hard code for specific cases. Reaver shares many examples for other roles as well, such as executives, project managers, marketing team members, and many more. However, these are all, of course, generalizations. Every team member in every organization is going to be a little different. The takeaway is to make sure you think about what each of your team members value within your unique environment. Stay tuned for more actionable learnings from Tom Grievers articulating design decisions after the break. If you want to boost your career in UX UI design or just want to learn more about how to build world-class products, I can't recommend the Interaction Design Foundation enough. IXDF offers a comprehensive platform where you can learn everything from foundational principles to advanced UX knowledge. Their resources helped me build my very own career in UX, and I know they can do the same for you. As an actionable UX podcast listener, the Interaction Design Foundation is offering an exclusive deal of three free months off your yearly membership. To take advantage of this killer offer, simply visit the link provided in the description of this episode or find it on our website at theactionableuxpodcast.com. Now, let's dive back into this episode. Happy learning. Welcome back. In the second half of this episode, I'll be sharing a little more about how Griever suggests you plan your meetings with stakeholders. It seems obvious, but as you start creating your presentation, don't forget to apply your UX design principles to it. Your stakeholders are your users. You need to optimize the listening experience for them as well. 
Minimize any minutiae or unnecessary details that could result in your listeners glazing over. If you lose them, it's going to be really hard to gain alignment from them at the end. Reaver states that the first thing you want to do in your meeting is set the context. What's the goal of this feature? What problem are you intending to solve? If it's applicable, share a summary of your previous meeting and the timeline of the project. Most importantly, your audience should clearly understand the kind of feedback you need from them. If you don't make this clear to your listeners, you are almost guaranteed to get feedback that is completely unrelated to the reason you're sharing your work. Without direction, you'll get feedback on why the button is here versus over there, or that they might not like the color of the element you chose, and so on. This is not the kind of feedback that we want. Make sure your audience knows what insights or thoughts that you need from them. This will empower them to help you improve the quality of the design solution. After you present your lead iterations and explain how they solve the problem, take this opportunity to listen attentively to their feedback. Understand the lens from which each team member is thinking about your solution, what they care about, what their goals are, and what their objections might be. Especially when presenting to leadership, if you can anticipate and address their objections ahead of time, this will help you attain alignment much faster. Capture as much of this feedback as you can. Even more importantly, make sure that your stakeholders feel heard. When you do receive feedback, even if you disagree, use your voice, tone, and words very carefully to communicate that you are grateful for their feedback, that you understand what they are saying, and have a genuine interest in their perspectives. This seems really obvious, but I see designers miss this all the time. So what does this look like in practice? Let's start with what not to do. When a product designer disagrees with feedback, sometimes they become defensive. They may reject it immediately by frantically running through a list of all the reasons why the stakeholder is wrong, or all the reasons why they thought about doing something a certain way. Avoid doing this at the get-go, at all costs. Instead, you can say something like, Ah, uh, thank you for the feedback. Those are really interesting points. What I'm hearing is that, and then repeat what you understood about the feedback that they shared. This piece is really important for two reasons. First, when presented with a lot of information, we tend to grasp the information that might be most important to us instead of the person sharing that information. So we want to make sure that what we interpreted to be the most important is the same as what our team member is trying to get across. Second, if we didn't actually understand what they meant, this gives your team member the opportunity to clarify the point that they were trying to make. Once they confirm that you have understood them correctly, or explain their position in more depth, you may then ask them politely about what problem they were trying to solve with that feedback, or to expand on their topics. Griever mentions that people often find it difficult to express feedback. They often may just notice that something doesn't feel right. Receiving feedback like this can initially seem frustrating, but this is a huge opportunity for us to expand our empathy and our collaborative approach to getting to the best solution. Reacting with a desire to get to mutual understanding instead of frustration will strengthen your partnerships in great measure. Talking about it together usually helps everyone have more clarity, which results in more helpful conclusions. When you're in a situation where a lot of opinions are being thrown around, Data and research will be your saving grace. Collecting data doesn't have to be complicated. Running internal usability tests with a bunch of your colleagues or spending a little more time and effort to reach out to actual users are both powerful tools to create compelling arguments for one solution over another. Reaver concludes section two by expanding on how to form an effective response to feedback, posing alternatives, and many other strategies for gaining alignment. I'll leave you with one more quote from the book. Quote, our objective is to get support from them, 
Our strategy for accomplishing this is to communicate that our design solves a problem, makes it easy for users, and is better than alternatives. Building a positive, collaborative experience for our team is how we inspire trust, confidence, and alignment toward our design solutions. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to purchase a copy of Tom Griever's Articulating Design Decisions, I've included a link in the show notes. I highly suggest picking up a copy. You can find the rest of our content on our website at theactionableuxpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support the show so we can continue to help you build better products, you can do that at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash theactionableuxpodcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.